Hey everybody, shake your sillies out. It's time to stand up and get ready for short and sweet parenting tips. <laughs> Hi, and welcome to Short and Sweet Parenting Tips, episode 6, called To Know or Not to Know When to Redirect Your Child. The concept of redirecting your kid versus saying no relies heavily on the positive discipline model. So, if you haven't listened to episode 3, I suggest you pop over there for a quick listen. The most obvious application of this approach is for toddlers, but I will also cover a different kind of redirecting for older kids. Plus, we'll look at the science behind why this works. So this episode is a bit longer than normal. All the studies and websites I refer to will be posted on the Short and Sweet Tips Facebook page. I first heard about redirecting when another mom suggested that it might help out my child. I maybe had a vague idea how it would work, So if you're also unfamiliar with the term, here's a basic example. Instead of scolding your child to stop standing on your chair, you instruct them to sit on your bottom. That's very simplistic, but don't worry. I'll explain more about how and why this works and give you some real-life applications as we go. In the article, Strategies Used to Redirect Child Behavior, Author Laura Agadoni from ModernMom.com explained that instead of just punishing your child, you're explaining to them what they're supposed to do. She pointed out that this positive discipline method builds trust by creating a nurturing environment for your child. Okay, okay, even as I'm explaining this concept, it sounds like we're just coddling our kids, spoon-feeding them even. And to be perfectly honest, at first I thought the same thing because this concept is so foreign from the way I was raised. But after unsuccessfully trying all the methods my parents used on me, I realized something. The generation we're parenting responds almost the opposite of the way we would have as children. Hear me on this because I feel like I can't say it enough. This generation is as different from our generation as... A peacock is from a pterodactyl. Did you know birds are actually dinosaurs? Thank you, Brooke. (laughs) Anyway, you get my point. I was so desperate to try something new that this positive discipline redirecting thingy was worth a shot. Again, I strongly suggest episode 3 to learn about all the studies that support this method. Here's some basic reasons to try redirecting, including some expert opinions, and then we'll touch on the science behind it. The main purpose of redirecting your kids instead of telling them no or stop is that it gives your child some guidance. It's a learning moment, not just shutting down the undesirable behavior. It shows them that there are other options besides the black and white no. According to an article on VeryWellFamily.com by Amanda Rock, redirection subtly disciplines your child. She emphasizes that redirection can change the whole mood of the situation and provides a new positive activity for your child to focus on, transforming their feelings of anger into happiness. Plus, and I quote, redirection works especially well with younger children who might not necessarily understand or listen to reason and logic, end quote. To me, the biggest danger of no is it frequently leads to a power struggle. In a power struggle, no one actually wins. I know we've all been there. As parents, of course we have to win. But at what cost? Often our win 
is at the expense of our child's self-esteem because it really wounds their tender budding ego. Trust me on this one, it's not worth it. So absolutely avoid power struggles. I covered this more in the pre-launch COVID episodes two through four on motivation and accountability, specifically in episode two on control. Now this may seem like a small thing, but you may be unconsciously modeling a knee-jerk answer of no to your child. It's quite a sobering moment when your little tyke yells no when you ask them to do something, especially when you realize they learned it from you. Also, overusing the no can cause your kids to just ignore it because they hear it all the time. I would like to save no for real emergencies, so when my kid runs in the street and I yell no, they stop in their tracks. You want your no to mean something. That's not the only downside with overusing no with your kids. When we say no without explanation, our kids easily get frustrated because their universe revolves around learning, processing, and increasing their understanding of the world around them. Let me give you a few real-life applications, and then I'd like to touch on the science behind this approach. Even last week, I used redirecting when my daughter put her feet on the kitchen table. Really, for years, we've trained our girls by saying, feet go under the table. That is, instead of, get your feet off the table. So when her feet were on the table, I only had to ask, where do feet go? And she slid them off. No anger, no drama, no yelling, and our dinner went along peacefully. I realize now that this is also an example of the long-term benefit of redirecting. A great way to avoid saying no is giving your kiddo choices. This could be consequence-related, like, You can come over here now or lose your favorite book. Or if your kid asks for something you aren't going to give them, you can offer them other options instead of a blunt no. For example, if they ask for juice, you can answer, you may have milk or water or olive juice. (laughs) Which would you like? (laughs) I know that's a silly option, but I should say this more often. Adding a dose of humor is never wasted and it may diffuse an escalating situation. In the ModernMom.com article about redirecting, Agadoni said it's important to let kids be kids. I quote, Impose limitations, but don't squash exploration completely. Childproofing lessens the amount of time you have to redirect or say no. I did this in my kitchen when my girls were toddlers. I left the bottom cabinets, for the most part, be accessible to the girls. I put things like pots, pans, cookie sheets, towels, oven mitts, and even their own plasticware in the lower cabinets. The exception was the cabinet under the sink where we kept cleaners and the trash. Of course, we child-locked those doors. Other than that, though, the kiddos could tinker in the kitchen while I was making dinner. Another important aspect in this setup was that they learned to help clean up the mess they had made. Now, I know this may not work for everyone for any number of reasons, but it's an example. What about redirecting during a tantrum? The experts are actually split on whether or not this is a good strategy. Just know I will be covering tantrums thoroughly in a future episode. So what about science? There were so many non-scientific articles that recounted the negative effect on the brain of the word no. But I wanted to be sure I was accurately quoting what the actual study said. So I track down the exact source study plus a science journal article. I'll post these on Facebook too. 
In a 2007 study called What is in a Word? No versus Yes, researchers used an MRI to study the brain while the person in the MRI saw and heard the word no said in a corrective way. They found that this one word triggered a negative emotional response. Yeah, this may seem obvious, but the MRI also detected a negative blood flow and lowered oxygen levels in the brain. Plus, it showed a longer response time after the no and it lessened the person's motivation. Seriously, (laughs) we want our kids to be motivated when we correct them, right? In a Psychology Today article from 2012, authors Newberg and Waldman wrote, quote, If I were to put you into an fMRI scanner and flash the word no for less than one second, you'd see a sudden release of dozens of stress-producing hormones and neurotransmitters. These chemicals immediately interrupt the normal functioning of your brain, impairing logic, reason, language processing, and communication. End quote. So I had no idea that one word could do that to our kids' brains. Again, I want to point out that we don't want our corrections to result in a lack of communication and less cooperation from our kids. Okay, here's some and science for you. (laughs) Actually, I got this concept from my PR advisor in college. Shout out to Peggy. When I would say, I can't do this, I can't do this, I can't do this, she told me that all my brain hears is, I can't, I can't, I can't. She explained that I should say the positive so that my brain hears that instead. This especially helped me in public speaking. My brain needed to hear, I'm going to do great, instead of, I'm going to choke and everyone will hate me. Then I'll fail college and end my life in a small apartment surrounded by 36 cats. Okay, I got on a little detour there. Anyway, think about it. When we tell our kids, stop kicking your sister, their brain hears, kick your sister, kick your sister. What their brain hears instructs their brain to do what it's told to do. Back to the ModernMom.com article. Agadoni offered some insight on redirecting an older child. She wrote, quote, The older child only wants to argue with you instead of listening, so it won't do you any good to try to shout her down. To use redirecting in this instance, listen to what your daughter is telling you. Repeat it back so she knows you heard her while redirecting her attention back to your point. For example, if you are explaining why she can't attend a particular party, expect her to be angry and tell you why she has to go. Listen to her reason and say that you would be disappointed too. Then explain that you won't allow her to attend a party where the parents are not present. She may still be mad, but you've dignified her feelings and provided the explanation. You redirected her anger. End of quote. This is great advice that I wish I'd had years ago. It took my daughter's therapist pointing out that my teenager sometimes just needed to be heard without me trying to solve her problems. Hey, fellow women out there, can you relate? When you just want to vent and try on emotions and then your husband goes into fix-it mode? This was so obvious when the therapist pointed it out, I was quite humbled. A book I would suggest for any parent with kids 12 and up is Get Out of My Life, But First Would You Drive Me and Cheryl to the Mall by Anthony E. Wolfe. This book covers the motivation behind a teenager's desire to get you in an argument and how you can diffuse those situations. It's a must read for anyone with a teen.
Another great resource is on the blog datamomkristen.com. Kristen Evans posted 34 phrases to redirect without saying no. I wish I had a resource like this when I was struggling to find a positive way to say, stop banging your head on the table. (laughs) So the link will be on the Short and Sweet Tips Facebook page. This episode was much meatier than I intended, but I learned so much while researching all these angles. It was so worthwhile to dig into the science and psychology behind why redirection not only helps your kids be more responsive, but can make your parenting much more effective. Thanks for hanging in there for this short and sweet parenting tip. Fresh ideas in bite-sized portions.